in a direct sequel to the original giant turtle monster movie, we see the return from space of our Terrapin Terror and the introduction of his first fearsome foe. This is Kaiju versus History, Gamera versus Baragon. Welcome back, everyone, to Kaiju vs. History, as we are celebrating that tubular turtle this week. And joining me is my buddy, Patrick. Patrick, yeah. are you stoked to, get, be, to be getting back to Gamera? I mean, I, honestly, I was very excited about all the 60s movies. But once Gamera hit the scene in 1965, the next five years of this decade are so many awesome hits. Just really campy. Very fun films, but mm -hmm. Gamera is one of my favorite kaiju of all time, and these <laughs> these movies are the reason I was excited about this decade. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I Gamera is. I mean, I I love that little turtle. Don't get me wrong, that mm -hmm. big old turtle, the biggest turtle. But I I it is a series that I I'm not as familiar with the Showa era outside of MST3K. So like, I've never watched them in their original Japanese until you know recently. Yeah. And for the most part, me too. So that that's one of the reasons I'm very excited to do this. I've seen <laughs> the MST3K episodes a great deal, but. Uh, oh, for, for sure. And, and what's interesting about this particular film is, as you said in the intro, this is a direct sequel, and we really haven't quite gotten one of those outside of Son of Kong, where you have something that mm. is like even Godzilla raids again. It doesn't it's, reference exactly it, the, yeah, the it, previous like, movie. It does because it has it, Professor Yamane in it, but it doesn't. It doesn't like it, it feels like a sequel, but it also feels like it's a whole different thing. Whereas this one's like this is six months later. Oh yeah, a rocket or a meteor just smacks the <laughs> the rocket we shot Gamera in. He just zips on right back. <laughs> yes, he's fine. He's he's okay. Although I don't know, after six months, I figured it'd be far enough to have even gone somewhere else. But whatever. But before we we start talking about this film, I need you to tell us what's in a title. Well, in the Japanese original title. Uh, a little bit more, because this was actually called Giant Monster Duel, uh, Gamera versus Baragon. So it, it had one of those similar titles to some of the Toho films that we've we've seen, like All Monsters War. <laughs> right. Well, uh, you, you want to know what I call that title? Overselling. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. They they uh, uh, no compared to the movie, they are overselling. <laughs> <laughs> Dai Kaiju Keto Gamera Tai Barugan. And obviously you got Gamera in here and our new foe of Barugan, not to be confused with Toho's Baragan, uh, which is a letter off, two letters yeah, off. Yeah, and I was spelling. initially one of those who was like, wait, 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 which one is this? <laughs> Yeah, and I tried to get some more details. Like, is is that like a naming convention that we get from Japan? Like, why were these monsters so similarly named? I don't, I don't really have a lot of information on on I, where he came from. Yeah, 
I, I hate to interrupt you, but I need you just to skip to the the treasure trove of titles we have from Germany once again. Well, yeah, this is this is one of those things where a lot of the the factoids you'll find on IMDb are about these Japanese titles. For there's like five or six, and I guess part of that is because there was an East and West Germany releases, DVD releases, VHS releases throughout throughout history. But some of the best alternate titles for for this this film this almost i believe came to the united states as war of the monsters and eventually would would come under the title that we know it as which is just gamma versus barragon <laughs> gamma strikes back west camera strikes back where he and, finds yeah. out godzilla's his father well and, and that that's a, i like that one because it's, it, it harkens back to godzilla raids again you know it's this yeah. is like the second counterattack or something <laughs> first versus but yeah the, the west germany title we had listed from from wigzilla and, and imdb godzilla the dragon from the jungle <laughs> nope incorrect Mm-mm. that is not the monster here uh what about if you want to read the next one the german video title i think probably from the 50 or, or from the 90s <laughs> Yeah, it's actually the title of uh, or the, the name of one of my favorite emo bands, Panic, Dinosaurs Threaten the World. <laughs> yeah, the Panic, you should. Another German video title release was Gamera versus Godzilla. Incorrect. Yeah, yeah Not that, correct. that's just that is just wishful thinking uh, <laughs> is what that is. Dragon Wars, War of the Monsters. That's a cool one. Another. Yeah, we'll, we'll see that title in a couple more decades. DVD. Uh, another German DVD title. <laughs> So, uh, uh, Frankenstein's Drau Auster's Duschmingel. <laughs> Did I not get a translation for this? It's something about Frankenstein, though. I, I don't know if I want that translation. <laughs> that seems a little, a little, a little PG 13. Uh, oh, fr- uh, Gamma vs. Baragon, Frankenstein's Dragon from the Jungle. Frankenstein's Drau aus dem Dashungel. That's not the word you used before. <laughs> Dashungel? <laughs> yes, yeah, so. Oh gosh, there's so many. There's so many for this it, one. It has a a wild, wild uh history of titles, but let's let's get into the the production history of this one because this the Dice operated just slightly differently, I feel like, than Toho did. Oh yeah, most definitely, but it it's so similar to I guess what happened with Godzilla Raids again is they could not get Ashiro Honda even though the first Godzilla Gojira of 1954 was such a huge hit, he was already committed to another film. So they had to go with a, another director here. We do not get a, a repeat director for a different reason. They, they were surprised how big of a hit Gamera was. They did not believe that the, the original director would be able to pull it off. Noriaka, um, Yuasa. Which is, so, which is unlikely. Yeah, because is. he will go on. This is the only film in the Showa era he was not the director of. He instead which became the ha- special effects director. So he was like the EJ Subaraya for this film. Him, him not directing, I think, which I was kind of trying to figure out why I felt the way I do about this film. Mm-hmm. And it's the fact that the creator is the only film of this era that he does not direct. And so my complaints about the first film still exist with this one for, and I, I assume for that reason. And well, so I'm really excited to watch uh, your complaints about the first movie. Well, he directed the first movie, but correct. 
but okay. the, they don't get rectified, and he didn't direct this one. Okay, I, I understand what you're saying. Um, so I'm really curious if Gamma versus Gauss is going to be the one where I'm like, this is where it it, it really lands for me. I think that might be a little more indicative of the rest of the Showa series, yes. But this film, Giant Monster Duel, Gamera vs. Baragon, was directed by Shigeo Tanaka. They were worried that Yuasa would not be able to handle a larger production, a larger budget than the first film. I mean, it's now in color as well, but... Yeah, they instead went with, I guess, a more seasoned director at the time. I think Noriaka Yuasa was still fairly young. Maybe that's why they were a little shaken by this. But we, it, it ends up making a much different film from the, the original Gamera. And it feels, besides the move to color, it feels like it does take place in a different decade. The first one really feels like a 1950s movie. Maybe aided a great deal by the fact that it is in black and white but this one is solidly feels like a 60s film and maybe it's like costuming as another aspect of it did you get that at all miles am i crazy yeah yeah just really really sticks out i don't i don't know why uh they, they started filming in february of 1966 and wrapped in april of of the same year and then noriaka yuasa's filming started in january of that year and went until till about the same time in april so very similar to the the toho monster movies they were kind of doing the special effects in in one aspect and then the the main actors in in another so the the sequel was really pushed into production very quickly and there's a number of of factors for that i mean besides godzilla movies being extremely popular in the the years leading up to this this is Dae's own, you know, giant monster. And they were right to keep pushing these films because we're going to talk about it later on. Eventually, Gamera becomes even more popular than Godzilla, but it's not because of this movie. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's, it's not. And, you know, I mean, Gamera, as we've said before, has a huge, huge following. And I feel like in the, in the, the Heisei era, it was arguable that they were making it's hard to say better movies. Uh, I do oh. think the, the, the Gamera trilogy of the nineties is, is pretty uh, amazing, but I also have extremely high opinions of the, the same era Godzilla films. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard, hard to say, but yeah, I mean, Ga- Gamera, he's just a, people love this little turtle, man. And well, you know, I, who, you know, who really loves him is children. He's a friend of all children. He's a friend of all children, except in this film. There Um, technically are children in this movie for like one scene. As people in the world, but there are no characters characters in this entire film, which is, I don't, I didn't remember that about this one. Well, and again, so one of my chief complaints in the first one was that the Gamera character was, did not get established. And it stays true here because you have someone who's brought in just to make a monster movie, doesn't really understand the characters at play, and and Gamera honestly just feels like like in terms of his character, just a monster, and and that's yeah. not really the character, and it really bummed me out here, and that's why it knocks down my enjoyment a little bit because Gamera is just kind of. Well, you know I mean, what? I mean, he flies down. The first thing is, oh, I'm gonna just ruin this dam. Which that opening dam scene is awesome. Oh yeah, I mean th- it, that is mostly 
Noriaka Yuasa, I think, in, in those technical aspects of the movie. That is such a great attention grabber for kaiju film. And that's kind of these Gamera movies MO we'll, we'll see is they, they usually start with Gamera just flying in. He's like part of the credit sequence. There's not a lot of like mystery kind of built up around him. He's here from the beginning, but then he kind of disappears in the movie and only comes back when we're ready to fight the Baragon character once that monster is established. And this, yeah, this really felt like a Baragon movie that like yeah. cameos Gamera. Yeah, well, it's kind of the same way of Gita the Three-Headed Dragon. It feels like they're trying to set up this monster as as foe and then bring in the tried and true Godzilla slash Gamera to 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 battle him. But yeah, it's interesting. The humans don't really align themselves with Gamera, you know, at any yeah, point. They're, I mean, they're, they it's they still, certainly encourage him towards the end. But at the same time, they're like, yeah. oh, we still have this little. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're not excited when Baragon, I think, is taken out at the end. Right. And, and yeah, because the movie just kind of like Baragon gets gets killed and the movie ends. There was no like hanging question of like, okay, but what about the giant turtle? Yeah, can can we make friends with him? It it, it seems like there are so many chances for them because at one point Gamera is frozen. It's like, well, maybe we can unfreeze him and have him, you know, take on uh, Baragon again. They they are handling Baragon themselves for the most part. They they eventually do try to get the monsters at one another, but. Yeah, yeah, and and Baragon is quite interesting. I, I do like, so I love the kind of pulp fiction, and I mean that in the classic sense, not the Tarantino sense. I love that pulp hero, that pulp story element mm. of, you know, oh, we're going to the to Nagini to find this giant opal in this cave. Oh, there's deadly scorpions, and there is, yep. you know, native people who don't know our ways. There's all this fun stuff. Yeah, I, I mean, let's talk about the casts. Well, I mean, finish what you're going to say, and then we'll talk about. Well, the cast. I, I was just saying, I, I I enjoy this aspect. I like the you know how the Godzilla series was kind of moving towards kind of Bond esque or Buck Rogers esque stories for, in the Showa era from here on out. I like this, you know, that they don't completely sort of abandon the what started with King Kong and these kind of pulp hero stories of yeah. you know going to these you know exotic places and finding these these treasures that end up being well accidentally monster birthers yeah we get to see a real location of new guinea i believe is, is where yeah we get to see new film. guinea that's we cool get to see, yeah we get to see more problematic makeup um, <laughs> oh there's definitely islanders in in darkened skin and then some like Karen, <laughs> they, they they pronounce her name differently, but Karen is very much yeah. A uh, Karen, Karen, uh, Karen, Karen was uh, a wild choice, <laughs> but they but they pronounce it like Karin. Um, but I, I I enjoy that this creature is of some sort of mystical origin. Like I mean, Godzilla got that a little bit in in Gojira, but <laughs> I I I like Baragon. I, uh, I like Baragon. Not my favorite of of Gamera. Because well, he's kind of a he's poems. a little bit he's his actual suit's a little doofy looking. But uh, a lot of I mean uh, most of the the time when and, and this movie has a lot of Gamera on his his uh, knees as well. I, I don't think that works as well as when they finally get up on their 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 haunches, <laughs> their, their two legs, and then and, and battle it out. But, 
Um, Baragon also seems Baragon has like the a wild power set, but no, nothing pleased me more than seeing the giant killer rainbow. Uh, I think that was <laughs> his, the piece de resistance. There's no <laughs> real explanation for what exactly he is. His power set is Calvin Ball the entire film to where. <laughs> He his rainbow. <laughs> you might powers, have to explain Calvin Ball to some of our younger listeners. I mean, it's a Calvin and Hobbes reference of a a right. Uh, what's Calvin and Hobbes? Uh, it's a cartoon. Oh, don't make me explain what uh, comic strips are. Newspapers used to be a physical media source. Well, no, no it, but I mean, in, Calvin and Hobbes. I mean, it ended quite some time ago <laughs> like 20 years ago well yeah yeah, it ended in 1995 so oh, i mean boy. yeah well, we're, we're <laughs> it's a it's a comic strip with a make-believe tiger and, and a young boy and the game that they play together they m- make up the rules kelvin is the little boy and just makes up the rules as he goes it definitely feels like they were doing that in this script for Baragon's power moves. Yeah. Uh, they, they do reference he comes from the Rainbow Valley of the Rainbow. So it's like, oh, maybe yeah, so they, they, maybe that they, has something to do with his they power. They definitely set. mentioned at the beginning, which I'm glad you mentioned because I forgot about because I remember when I saw the rainbow, I was like, what is happening right now? <laughs> I love it, but why? <laughs> so beyond that, he has very much like an iguana or chameleon, an extendable tongue, although it's very, very hard. Like whenever they shoot it out, yeah, it it's, looks it's, like it's, a, it's essentially a, a stick, <laughs> a big stick coming out of his mouth. And he uses it to knock over a radio tower in a very, very famous scene from the movie. But also it, his tongue can shoot out like a mist of ice of chilling yeah. liquid that can freeze his opponents and Gamera. I think that's like a Gamera weakness. Is, yeah, that's that's his kryptonite. We learned in the last movie that like if you being if frozen, you freeze him down. He's he can't do nothing. But uh, Baragon also has a weakness. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. he has a couple weaknesses. He's got a couple of them. All of them dumb. Uh, um, water, fr- fresh water, especially. I think that's how they get around the fact that yeah, he's like fresh swimming out off the boat in the beginning. Uh, right, because when they brought that up, I'm like, but he was just in but the no. water. Fresh water, so they they make it rain on him to like kind of put him to sleep in various parts of the movie. But yeah, which, also, where did they get all that money? <laughs> what, what the Japanese government to shut down? No, I was, ma- I was, I was. You said oh, to it make rain. it rain. Oh uh, yeah. Well, they they they're like actually. <laughs> I'll be here all week. Are they seeding the clouds? Is that what's happening? I, are they- so I, I no, I th- I thought they were like basically just kind of <laughs> sprinkling him from. Yeah, from it looked like they were just kind of napalming him with like mist for like okay. days on end beyond that he's also attracted to diamonds super well he's attracted high. to whatever light is reflected from a diamond specifically this this village diamond that they yeah. have so there's that and that doesn't get them too far because he's also irradiated with a heat lamp <laughs> with a uv <laughs> lamp in his so that like reduces his power and then okay yeah, uh, didn't it say it affected his sight and also, his rainbow death ray does not work on mirrors. It's like his one death ray's weakness. It melts I love tanks, it. melts tanks and jeeps, but leaves their mirrors like on the ground, which I find I love out. It. I love it. It's so great. It's it's so great. And and this movie also, I feel like, gives us the first 
time, we see kaiju on kaiju violence that elicits blood. Oh, well, this is uh, it's something that the Gamera series actually becomes known for. I, I guess we got a little bit of Gamera blood in the the first Gamera film. But I think we know, did, but not, it's not, not when it's fighting white. with a monster. Yeah, yeah, it's in black and white, so it's not the same. Here, Paragon is just bleeding out this purple paint-like liquid the entire time. There, uh, One of my favorite scenes is that first fight between them where... You think Gamera is down for the count. He's been blasted down with this cold ray, and he just gets up and stabs Baragon in the <laughs> face. Just really digs his claws in. It's like, oh. So, and, and that's one thing I do like uh, that, that this series does. And I don't think mm-hmm. the Godzilla well, certainly doesn't know it at the moment. But I like the fact they use the lights in their eyes. Like yeah. when, when Gamera's falling asleep and the, that, that light, the whatever light they have in his eyes starts to kind of fade away. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is such a good yeah. use of, of that. Like, I really like a lot of the, the light effects in the monsters. I think it kind of gives them a little bit of more dimension and it makes a visceral excitement about what's happening on screen. Like when you see that light going, that starts to dim in Gamera's eyes, you're like, Oh crap, what's happening to, to, to big G. And it's, it, I mean, it's it's really effective, and I I like that little touch. Let, let's transition. Uh, I mean, I I think their suits are so serviceable. The suitmation work is actually quite good. I, I, they really get some of the wrestling moves in towards they, the end of the the movie. The last fight. they do, I think, because this one moves into color. Mm-hmm. The Gamera suit it, it looks fine, but it 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 could use some work. And I think it's highlighted by the fact that we're in color now. Same, same with googly eyed Baragon as well. <laughs> I, I think that for, for the same reason, but I think the, when, when the monsters do fight, it's awesome. The problem is they fight a little bit and then we get about 45 minutes of an okay adventure. I, I, I actually like it a good deal. I like that it's, it is different enough from a lot of the other kaiju movies that, you know, because it is, you know, an adventure story as well. That I just um, think all the stuff that with the, oh, was it? Uh, Onodera, I just got so annoyed. And, <laughs> and there's a, there's a, there's a scene when this. <sighs> he's a great villain. He's a moron who is only succeeding because everyone else is even dumber than he is. When he ramshacks his boat onto <laughs> the army's boat, and there are armed soldiers who are standing <laughs> there with rifles in their arms. He's, he's doing got his pistol. Absolutely nothing. His tiny pistol out. Yeah, no, Onodera is. Like, I wait, was. They're using in- a. They're using a diamond to power this thing. I'm gonna take it. I need yeah, that diamond. I, I was so annoyed by him. Yeah, like I, one of my favorite scenes is when he gets the the I mean absolute tar beat out of him. Oh, by yeah. Harada, the, the, our main Har- character. Uh, great, and I I loved Jiro Hongo as him. I thought he was yep. fantastic. We're, great we're gonna, lead character. We're gonna see. He, he is the Kenji Sahara of the Gamera series. We're gonna see him in. Three more Gamma and movies, I think. I thought the actress who played Karen uh, Kyoku Inami was good. They just gave her almost zero to do. I actually kind of like their relationship. We actually see like yeah, no. a relationship building with them over the course of the movie. I enjoyed a lot of that. I wanted Kyoko Inami is it, played by or, or Karen is played by Kyoko Inami. 
there, there's some other good characters in the film, but those are like our three, you know, main yeah. ones. And I, I do want to say that, well, I, I, I was very, very annoyed uh, by Onodera as uh, kind of a character, if I'm looking at a film a certain way. Comedically, yes, the uh, character is a goldmine because the entire time, his story is just baffling. This person should be dead several times over and makes oh, yeah. the worst decision after the worst decision. And I, I, I was really hoping we were going to get a Kenji Sahara death from him when he got tied up by Hirata. I, I really yeah, thought Bargon he, like, was going to out leaves two people to building. burn to death. Yes, yeah. There's Which, some dark murder in this, this uh, movie. Yeah, so he leaves Hirata's uh, brother and sister-in-law in a building uh, unconscious or trapped, and it gets eventually destroyed in the fight, I think, between Gamera and Baragon. It's a fact that I think that's changed in the translation, the English translation, because I watched that scene, and I was like, wow, did they really leave this in the, the English? No, I think they mentioned that they're just missing in the uh, American translation. But what a monster of a character who not only kills the other third member of the expedition team, throws grenades at them to trap them in the cave. But yeah, then goes on to 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 murder more people back on the mainland. And gosh, I, I, I enjoyed the plot a great deal. I think it's 10 minutes too long. I feel like oh, it, it's it's a so this is one of the longer movies we've had so far. This is a, a kind of a modern length of 100 minutes and it doesn't need to be. It could be yeah, really 85 to 90 minutes well, easily. If you had changed out some of that that I guess B story with more Gamera then I feel like this movie would have been boosted up. Just It would have entirely affected my personal writing if it was about 10 to 15 minutes shorter or they made those changes you just said. That would drastically affect how I feel. I want to talk a little bit about our man, Kajiro Hongo, because his adventure to getting this role is as entertaining as the movie itself. Mm-hmm. And what's that? So basically, he wasn't sure that he wanted to do this movie. Mm-hmm. And he even he's even said in in interviews, I was sort of taken aback that someone thought I was suited to star in a monster movie. When the part was announced, I guess the other actors had all scurried away and then left me holding the bag. At first, <laughs> I thought they were really crazy to choose me for this project. And he had tried to like fake a sitness. And that when he heard that the production uh, or the producers were coming to see him, he like faked like bloodstained tissues in the trash and pretended to have the chills. And oh, that ain't good job doing this film. <laughs> well, to his dismay, they, the, the managers were like, oh, we'll, we'll wait till you feel better. <laughs> and at that point, he had not even read the script. And then after reading it, believing that he didn't have to actually act much, he was like, oh, this is this is fine. <laughs> and years later, he admitted to being grateful and proud to have been involved with the movies. But at, at the time, he was he was very reticent. And I think that that I would love. I know there is a, a short film, or I guess it's 60 minutes on the original Gamera production. But I would love a little a uh, little biopic about the making of this with about Kajiro Hongo, because that sounds like it's ripe for drama. <laughs> uh it's so funny it sounds like the opposite of so many of the actors that were trying to get into the godzilla films you know they heard just how fun they were and and people obviously 
spoke so glowingly about working with the Shiro Honda that indeed they were, were, were lining up, moving away from uh, Akira Kurosawa films to, to try and get in one of these Godzilla movies. And eventually they would find their casts. And like I said, we are going to see Hongo in uh, a couple more Gamera films. Gamera yeah, versus three, Gauss, Gamera versus Virus, and a cameo in the Heisei 1995 Gamera Guardian of the Yeah. Universe. And yeah, no, I, I very much uh, enjoyed his performance a lot. I thought he was great. I thought the acting in general was great. Even Onodera, like the, the, the actor knew the kind of character he was playing and played mm-hmm. that character to perfection. Yeah, he's, he's one of my favorite of these kind of villains. Definitely behind Kenji Sahara's uh, Mothra versus Godzilla character. But oh, yeah, he's just so, so good in, in this role. And you do get to see him get his comeuppance. You can see him, like yeah. I said, the tar beat out of him. But well, that and he just gets like flat out like tongue grabbed by uh, Baragon mm-hmm. and chomped on. I like the the silly science fiction way they they get Baragon to hit himself with his own rainbow. Yeah, I, I, I find that extremely charming. It feels like it's right out of a <laughs> a Godzilla film where they're building some kind of giant laser, you know, to to shoot. But yeah, using the monster's power against it, they are able to help Gamera basically take to to weaken Baragon, and eventually that last fight is just. Some of my favorite. You see Gamera toss Baragon into a bridge and it smashes. And the poster is it oversells a little bit. Has Baragon like <laughs> Gamera toss around Baragon like over his head. But oh, yeah, it's it's still when the monsters, giant monsters are on screen. It's usually some pretty good stuff that a lot of their combat is just kind of like they, they maybe take them too much down the animal route of like these are giant animals because there's not a lot of you know humanized kind of combat there there's a lot of posturing and 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 yelling and things like that at, at one another but for the most part I, I i enjoyed this and as his first versus film it's it's very entertaining to me it, it is entertaining it it unfortunately because the gamera versus part is taken down a notch which is a bummer mhm I, I would have, I, I, like you said, if this movie would, had taken ten minutes out and also replaced another five minutes with different intermittent monster skirmishes, I could I see think, this being a perfect kaiju film. But it's definitely far from perfect now, right? In its current stance, yeah. As far as legacy is concerned, you know, besides being the first of many Gamera versus films, this will be adapted into a manga three times including a version of gamera and a version of baragon set in the heisei era which which is cool yeah you can you can see some of the art online and it's yeah it's those characters modernized i mean gamera looks like he does in the movies but uh, a baragon that is kind of kind of looks like a tarasque uh, from Dungeons and Dragons or some kind of you know monstrosity. Definitely doesn't look uh, <laughs> like very goofy. But I almost pulled the trigger on buying that, but I was like, don't speak Japanese. <laughs> I'm not gonna be able to read this. Yeah, and, like how much enjoyment can I get of just owning it? But let, let's get to the rating of this film because, like yeah. I said, definitely not perfect. But I, I think I'll, I'll want people to to understand about this movie. We we rate on three criteria enjoyment technical aspects and the evocative quality 
for enjoyment, this is nearly perfect for me. It's so different from the other Gamera movies, and maybe that's why I kind of like it. It does stand out definitely in the Showa series as the odd man out. Once again, no children. So <laughs> while I have aspects of this film that I kind of wish, you know, like they cut some out and yada yada. I was ready to watch it again after finishing it. So there's not a lot of, of kaiju films that I can just kind of jump into. Definitely a step up. I feel like a little bit from the first movie. It does feel like a classic kaiju film. Solid. They, they treat the subject matter very serious. I'm, I'm giving it a nine out of 10 for, for personal Ooh. enjoyment. And I mean, most of the gamma movies are going to be pretty high up there, but this is the first time I've watched the original Japanese and not by a mystery science theory 3000 or, or some other American adaptation. It's really good. It's, it's really solid. What about you miles? So for me, I, I did have a lot of fun with the movie. Like I said, I could definitely tell that the creator did not have a lot involved because I was really hoping to get a little bit more character uh, and I mean, this is true with Godzilla. Even in Godzilla Raids again, there's 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 some character in there, but I mean, it's it's it takes not a as few movies to really. Yeah, so I, I I am being a little overly harsh because you know we're now in '65, and yes, Godzilla's had a head start, but at the same time, you've had time to learn from another series, mm-hmm. and I think probably not including the char- the the character's creator who you know had kind of envisioned this as something that had more of a of a a bond with children and taking that out completely it removes of what what i know of the character and what makes the character special in a lot of ways mm-hmm. and i know it's not entirely fair to bring that to this film but i i because they both feel like they are just two monsters while that's fun not having any sort of character involved is a little bit of a bummer need, and i i need I, a like, kid in there to kind of empathize yeah, with camera look if, if a kid's not about to get killed like was it even worth it <laughs> but yeah I, i'm gonna give it a seven because i do i do think this movie needs to be about 10 to 15 minutes shorter i think it does drag in spots but it also is a very fun monster movie it's extremely competent it's for me, it's good. It is. This is a good movie. A seven. It means it's a good movie. It's a good score. Yeah. Um. I I, I did very much enjoy it. I think when the monsters did tussle, I, I like you said, you get kind of that wrestling. You get. I mean these these guys were very very violent to one another, mm-hmm. and that was very fun to see. Yeah. I mean, it's um, an it, like you said, it's a hundred minute movie, hour and forty minutes, and there's really like twenty minutes of great kaiju action but that's not a lot in i feel like these kind of films and it's really those three scenes the dam their first fight and their second fight and that dam which will bring us to the the technical aspect because i did give it a higher score for technical i gave it an eight because while yes some of the suit stuff did look a little worse for wear some of the actual special effects were really impressive and that that opening dam sequence i thought was excellent it's on par with the subway scene in godzilla raids again like i thought it was tremendous yeah well you know it's it's like two steps forward one step back a lot in in for the technical in in, in my opinion i gave it a like, higher score what i was just saying like did they actually just film a dam getting destroyed like i i was i was like where <laughs> no. did you get this shot because well, this, the is, this dam is phenomenal is great the the layering of the human characters with the the 
effects in the background, I feel it's like some of the best that I've seen in these kaiju movies. Yeah, so it's, it's extremely impressive. Yeah, Noriaka Yuasa is the uh, the EJ Subaraya of this film and the driving force behind the you know director of the next few films. He does a great job here and focusing in on that. But I will also give it to the 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 film's actual director uh, Tanaka because I feel like he got great performances out of the actors too. I feel like they should get more credit. This is some of the better you know story elements of a kaiju movie that I have I've seen. The suit designs obviously a lot to left to be desired, so I'm definitely docking a point for that. But overall, I think the technical aspects of this movie put it over the original so i gave this one a, a nine out of ten um, those miniatures boy howdy you can't beat them in this this film and even though they're not as good as some of the the earlier toho films i, I will say that i think i've i've given tens to ej subaraya's amazing work but as far as the evocative element of it i am digging it a, a good amount of points for this film because this is not what i think of when i think of showa gamera obviously um i i think the the friend of all children aspect is so important to his characterization and like you said he's just kind of a monster here he is the same monster technically from the first movie and he comes back kind of for revenge but as far as his like story arc that doesn't really make sense right so yeah, it does feel very much like a, a Baragon origin film, which is fine. This is kind of their second monster, and this is a monster I wouldn't have mind seeing return, you know, as he comes back or another one is born from one of those eggs and, and wants to get revenge on Gamera, but we don't get that, unfortunately. So yeah, this is an odd film out, but it does feel more like a Toho movie than what we will see from the other die films so i gave it a seven out of ten for the the evocative aspect of okay, where so this we're, we're close mm-hmm. what'd you what'd, what'd you give it for the evocative so for the, the evocative i gave it a six it, this is not a i mean it doesn't have any of the the characteristics that we will know uh and love from gamera we don't get a lot of reference to this the movie <sighs> yes you get some mst3k but I mean, outside of being part of this franchise, which we talked about the last time we talked about Gamera, this this doesn't do a whole lot for the the franchise as a whole. I think this even, mm-hmm. even kind of underperformed at the time. So for me, you know, it still has a standing of being uh, the second Gamera film and helping lead the way to this franchise continuing. But at the same time, I mean, this is just not something that people talk about that often, even though Kaiju that has a killer rainbow should absolutely be something that people talk about more often because so damn, what an awesome, awesome, awesome thing. Yeah. If he had just had the freezing powers, like he would still be a formidable, formidable foe, but he shoots death ray rainbows. It's, I mean, and And not even have his mouth. He shoots out of his like, tail fin is yeah i don't know yeah i i I thought that because like when i first saw the monster i wasn't super excited about him and then when i saw he could what he could do i was like all right all right i'm I'm in for i'm in in for the ride i'm in for the ride it's just so wonky and he's also got a giant horn on the end of its head gets to stab in time right so that that brings you to a seven Mm-hmm. Uh, me to an eight, and I think just the way we've got it 
uh, arranged. It's going to be a podcast average of a seven. We, we go to whole numbers here on the show. I am very happy. Yeah. Uh, with that it, score, I think I think that's it. Could have been speak. higher if if that evocative nature, if it was closer aligned to the next six <laughs> Showa era Gamera films that we're gonna see. But unfortunately, yeah, this is too good of a movie for <laughs> the camera series. Almost like it definitely it took away from what makes these these movies special. For better or for worse, you you could like yeah. this as a standalone movie, and I can't argue with you there. <laughs> oh boy, I might. Right. So what what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> that that's going to do it for us. What what, what are we doing? The uh, where where can people find us, Miles? Where what are we doing next time? What are we doing next time? Mm-hmm. Oh boy. Um, lost. Uh, <laughs> take us out. Take us All out right. of this episode. All right. So. <laughs> It's been a long, a long, long episode or long week. So next time we're going to stay for the night and watch the B movie of this week's double feature. It's time to start the historical epic kaiju film trilogy from Dae. That's right. You can tune in next week for history versus Dimension. Dun, dun, dun. Dimension. Dimension.